0: Thank you for joining us on the Duel of That podcast. Today's episode is a episode that was recorded on April 11th, 2023, which was the one-year anniversary of the dismissal that Revae and Denise experienced from Don International. While it's being posted at the end of 2023, it's important to note that this conversation happened earlier in the year as a one-year look back. So sit back, relax, enjoy the episode and the truth telling in 2024, the truth is being told. Oh, this year, what this last year has been like um, for you, for me, and what it has meant like in, in our doula career. So it's been a year since you've transitioned out of leadership with don mm-hmm. International. Um, and of course that happened abruptly and, uh, you know, Ill- well, yeah, it happened, you know, without uh, our knowledge or the plan, it wasn't the plan, right? The plan was to see see it through till December and yep. um, oh. implement programs um, that benefited specifically Black birth workers that we know translates to impacting and supporting Black mamas and dads and families and communities. So that was, I know that that was your heart because I was there at the meetings where the agenda was set to highlight Black um, within Donut and to take those dollars that have been allocated to lots of other things. At least for last year, your goal was to really allocate and uplift Black birth workers because we know the domino effect is it impacts the black maternal health crisis. So tell me what what are your thoughts about like the transition? What has that been like for you?
1: It was painful. It was it was very very harsh. It was um I I trusted so much and I had such big hopes. So Personally, it it really affected my health. It, it it just really it knocked me down. It knocked me down. There was no there was no easy way to say, oh, you know, just do one. No, no, this this was really very 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 um home hitting for me. Um, mm-hmm. I had a lot of great hopes and and things I wanted to do for the black and brown members of Dona um and and I know they were looking for that that's why they voted for the both of us because they had such good hopes of of the both of us and what we're capable of um and I took the word of my board that we all had these meetings and we agreed this is the focus this has never been the focus ever in the history of this organization and we know what black birth workers are going through let's be the organization to put the focus on black birth workers and be the example well that didn't happen that that went right out the window even by some of our own fellow black board members so right
0: all of it is so shocking right because you're just reminding me that these many of these votes of these initiatives to uplift black birth workers and um like financially and resource wise were unanimous yes they So, were. like of course you believed in your board the sitting yeah. board that like they believed in these things. Like they said they believed in these things. Yeah. And yeah, that's like such a shocker to me too. That was like, was wait a minute.
1: It was really, really hard. And you know, it, it, it took me a while to come out of that. I, I fell into a little bit of depression. I was quiet. I was withdrawn. My son was concerned about me. It took me a little bit of time to get myself together, um, especially when I was really trying to also readily implement Having a black postpartum doula trainer because I was a recipient of postpartum doula trainer training from a white trainer, and I and I knew the impact of how that's so shortcoming. So I really, as a leader, I really wanted them to move forward as quickly as possible and to uh, put up a a black postpartum doula trainer because we had so much request, so much need. It it would have been a win for the organization, and and that got shot down just as quickly too. And I was. I could not, I still cannot rationalize or begin to conceptualize the whys on so many of these things. So I just have to leave them alone because it's, it's out of my mental scope. It's out of my heart scope. It's just not who I am.
0: Yeah. I mean, I agree with you. Like to me, the immediate impact was like, wait, what? Because mm-hmm. we have structured our year around this. And Again. because I had done the leadership role within that organization, I knew what it would take. And so we were crafting our calendars, our family life um, around the work that we were all committing to do. And so to have it like abruptly end was fairly disorienting. Mm
2: -hmm. Uh, You know,
0: I was on vacation um, planning to come back and wrap up like our calendaring for the year so that Mm -hmm. we could communicate with the membership in a way that we had never done before. Um, so that the year can be clear for everyone, so that the um agenda could be clear, and everybody could get on board and rally around the work that you had planned for us to do um last year, so it was um quite shocking, you know, like I literally got home and was like, oh i'm used to having day- hopeful days of meetings and no meetings um I would say i i i didn't i didn't fall into a depression, I fell into first of all, I had lots of engagement from people. So it was was interesting to see where people saw the opportunity and people were very um, positive and uplifting. I was busy also taking care of a family postpartum. Um, So I think I was, I just kind of, my life was full and busy, but less busy. And I felt
2: relieved. Yeah.
0: I actually, I felt relieved. I think the sadness kind of hit me later Um, Mm -hmm. It wasn't immediate, but I think in the immediate, I felt relieved.
1: Yeah, it was, it was a lot. It was a lot. And, but I was prepared to stick out this dysfunction. I knew that it was dysfunctional, but I was prepared to stay in it and see if I could somehow make an impact for change. Mm -hmm. So I was prepared to stay in this very dysfunctional relationship um, with the hopes that things were going to change. And so it was, you know, it was very, very harsh, but now the relief is there. Um, and it's, it's, it's very liberating. It was a lot. It was a very deep lesson on, on personal, you know, and relationships and how much I contribute, how I contribute, where I contribute to who I contribute to. Um, yeah. And setting up those boundaries, setting up those boundaries. It was really a big wake up call.
0: Yeah, I mean, you're right. It, it was fairly dysfunctional. And so for me, I had been in it for so many years that I, it was like familiar. And so I like it's funny now to look back and you're like calling me. You're like, so wait, what? I don't understand this. And
1: I'm like, oh, girl. Okay. <laughs> Thank God I had you as my <laughs> anchor. Otherwise, I would have been on somebody's bridge. Okay. Because real. you were really the anchor that held me down because you knew what was coming. And you would often say to me, Denise, watch out for this. Denise, watch over here. And sure enough, here it, it, There it was. was
0: Yeah. I, you know what? It was through that experience that I realized, why do you, first of all, I realize I um, am very good at operating in dysfunction. And some of that probably is because I was a public defender, right? Like You know, I used to operate in a broken system. So you learn the workarounds, Mm -hmm. but you also learn how to be in the dysfunction. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I think I learned how to be in that organization's dysfunction. Mm -hmm. Uh, And, and, you know, my energy was always the workaround. So, yeah, yeah. so I, yeah, you're right. I did a lot of like, okay, so let me tell you about him. Let Mm -hmm. me tell you about her. You got to have a strategy around this. (laughs) It was a lot of that because you're right. It was, it was, it
1: was dysfunctional. Um, It really was. And I came in prepared to do the work, not realizing that it wasn't just my board. I had to negate, but I also had to negate the management office, the managing company. And that in itself was Mm. like, what, but we're paying them. Oh no, but you got to jump through hoops. You got to, you got to appease them too. Because if they start to feel threatened, they could be an adversary. And that's exactly what happened.
0: (laughs) It is. It is. It took me a while to kind of understand, like, maybe what happened, because we still don't know what happened, right? We never, what the information that people got to, like, formally, that's all we got to. So we're still a year later, like, ah, we don't know. But I think you're right on the theory that it was clear that we had a plan to find, um, maybe a company or or a structure that was more honoring of who the organization was and didn't cost as much money, Um, maybe to partner with an organization or a business that looked like us, maybe a woman-led, Black-led, Brown-led kind of organization. And so it's clear that those conversations were not kept private um, just to the board, even though it was a closed meeting, right? Uh, and that probably there was a lot of leveraging and support of the management company saying, hey, these women are threatening. Perhaps, perhaps we don't, you know, uh, allegedly, let me be the lawyer, okay? Allegedly, um, there was probably some suggestion um, that we were not operating in the best interest of the organization because we were looking for something that was a better fit fiscally, energetically, uh, culturally, um, that might be a better fit. Um, and if nothing else, I think we just needed to try something different. Um, because what we had going was dysfunctional. It wasn't working. Um, so anyway, it's, you know, water under the bridge in a lot of ways, but, um, it was, yeah, that was a wild ride that I was happy
1: to get off of, to get off of of it. Just get me out of here. Get me off of this because I wasn't appreciated. I wasn't valued. I wasn't respected. And the bullying, the bullying outside of the board from the members, from certain members, was terrible. Oh. Um, and these are the people that they never bothered to get rid of. And they should have got rid of these people years ago. They should have never remained as part of the organization with the background of harm that they've committed over the years in this organization. They've been allowed to stay in their white privilege. And it really is going to be part of their detriment.
2: It really is. It's part yeah, of it. It, already,
0: it already has been. I think it's interesting to be um, on the outside, right? Because I've been, I was on the inside for so long and navigating the complaints and the feedback and the personalities. There's a lot of personalities involved um, on a mid-level leadership level. Um, and I think you hit the nail on the head when you're like, this is an organization run by the trainers, right? Um, that this is not like an autonomous body that's mm-hmm. thinking about the balance between the members and um, and then the people who directly financially benefit from this organization existing, right? Like mm-hmm. there's a lot of toxicity and there's a lot of um, holding on to the, pa- to the past, like what we've done in the past. The sad part, and I feel like it's like a microcosm of what's happening in America, is um, your past is not so pretty. Your past is not equitable. Your past is not filled with like (laughs) honoring black and brown people who you take in what was happening naturally in their communities and monetize it and capitalize it. You know, leaning on your history is not really necessarily where you want to go and be, um, but it's what you know. And so I understand that there's fear and change. And unfortunately, those voices that were fear filled and wanting to stay where they were were very loud and were listened to. Um, and those who were like catalysts for change, like you and I um, were made to be wrong. <laughs> yeah,
1: you know, Dona had outgrown so many things, but they kept them because they were familiar. They were safe. They were they were manipulative, you know, and they were okay with that. And, and, and they did not want to change. They did not want to grow. They did not want to be the leader that they they've had this moniker for so long but when it came time to lead by example and show other doula organizations how the progress can be made they didn't want to do that oh I really wish things can go back to the way they were when I hear white people say that I cringe because I'm like oh yeah we know exactly what you're talking about where you have the power and my people do not obviously you know yeah
0: well you know I I had uh the distinct Displeasure of having some non american based trainers be very blatant about that about like with me and disrespectful, you know I keep all the receipts, so okay. screenshots galore, but mm-hmm. it's one of those things where you're like, is this a cultural thing, or like but racism and bias translates uh in all languages, okay, like I caught what was happening. Um, and it's like, what do you do? Because you are in an international organization. You are a leader for everyone. You know, you're there to be accountable to everyone. It was just like a a huge challenge. What I I want to say, I'm glad I had it. Um, I'm glad that um I had a chance to come back because I had completed my presidential years and really offered a, an opportunity for change, um, a map, a blueprint, so to speak. Mm-hmm. And um, I, you know, you know, I only came back because you were in a position um, to be president. We were positioned with several other black and brown women on the board. And it really sounded like we were ready to be radical and to be bold. I would say bold. So bold doula to really follow your bold agenda to like, let's just be unapologetic that this year we're going to focus on black and brown Um, members, we're going to amplify them, we're going to identify them, we're going to support them, we're going to give them additional training, we're going to actually do the DEI initiatives that we said we were going to do back in 2020, we're going to put funding behind that, and we're going to have member meetings in Spanish, we're going to, you know, that we're going to honor these, these affinity groups, right, we're going to really focus on expanding educators amongst this organization who are Black, who are Spanish speaking, And we were just focusing on that. Like, let's just move boldly in those things. Um, We were looking at um, our members who had disabilities to say, like, what do your need? What are your needs? Finally ready to do some demographic uh, surveys to say who's amongst us and what do they need? One year dedicated to doing those things would have been a game changer, like life changing. I was like, I'm, I'm on board. Yes. And then I knew what my, my job was, was to then take all that information going into the next year to mm-hmm. layer it upon other affinity groups, other languages, other demographic groups that really need more of us. Because we reflect the families that we supported. Um, mm-hmm. and, and right now our res- our resources were limited to basically white privileged folks, (laughs) (laughs) very, very privileged, very, right. Who speak English and anybody else and everybody else has had to get in where they could fit in. And, you know, so I was excited to be coming in behind that.
2: Mm -hmm. And,
0: um, yeah, to get that clipped was shocking
1: and then relieving. At the same. You know, for me with with this whole thing was the process of really, I was so inspired over the years of watching you work and watching all the things that you did with Dona and what you did for Dona as far as um, the pivot and and really turning the ship around in the middle of the ocean. And if anybody has ever seen that on on YouTube or anything, that's a hell of a thing to do to literally turn an entire ship around. It's a big job. And you've got the current going against you, you got the wind going against you, you got a lot of things, but you managed to do it. And that's exactly what you did. So I was always so inspired about what you did to the point that I said, you know what, I would really love to go ahead and continue the work that Ravey has done as leadership and donor as a black woman and really move this forward. So that was A motivation for me because i benefited from the new web page from the policies and protocols and from you know seeing an example of what black excellence looks like i benefited from those things so i wanted to go ahead and and continue to do that work so when it came time to go ahead and do the community doula work that you were asked to do and when the board agreed and everything was moving forward then all of a sudden it got pulled and everyone came to me and said oh Well, your president, you fire her. And I was like, no, that's not what I'm here to do. And so, you know, one of the premises was, well, Denise is is, uh, not safe for the organization because I refused to fire you. I refused to break that contract that the organization had already agreed to. And I took massive amounts of bullying, phone calls, emails, text messages, all day long. You need to do your job. You're not doing your job as as, as a president. And I said, I know exactly what my job is. This has already been signed. You cannot go ahead and breach this. And if you do breach it, then now it's going to go to legal and everything else, because that's out of my scope of president. You already agreed upon this. But they really, really tried their best to systematically steer me as leader into doing this against you. And I refused to do it. So I became the pariah and that Mm -hmm. was it. And that's where everything really fell apart because I refused to yield. And what Dona's organization and the white people in there didn't realize is Denise Bowles is in her (laughs) fifties. She kind of knows how you middle-aged white women are thinking and not to mention, she's some some, for most of them, she's overeducated than you are. I, I have more education than many of those white women who are in Dona. And they were very, very intimidated by that because I was completely unflapped by their white you know, antics that they were doing. Because I grew up here in Hell's Kitchen. I grew up in an all-white Catholic neighborhood. You cannot tell me about these white people. I know them. So I was not moved by them. And when I call them on their stuff, oh my gosh, she said I'm right." Yeah, I said it because you are. But when they wanted me to fire you and, bre- and break the contract, all of a sudden I was to be leader, to do the dirty work. But when it came time for me to be leader to implement these black initiatives for birth workers, nobody could see the logistics in that I was too aggressive. So that's where the hypocrisy came in and I stood my ground and, and to this day I have no regrets in doing that.
0: Yeah, it's kind of curious. I'm like, how did this all come about like how did they decide to get rid of you
1: and me. Like. Oh yeah, you contract. because of the contract. They didn't want to fight with you with the contract and me because- but they could
0: have just terminated the contract. Like, I guess that's why I feel like it's it's like that horrible saying, why throw the baby out with the bathwater? Like, <laughs> or don't throw the baby out with the bathwater. Like, it doesn't make sense. A contract is a contract. A lot of us are in business. When you just say, hey, this doesn't work for me, you terminate the contract. Just terminate it. They could have terminated it the way they ended up doing. Um, What they didn't do, what they should have done, whether I stayed on the board or not, like I feel like the contract was not um, synonymous with my role on the board. Like if, you don't, if you decided we don't want you to do the community doula program, we want to have somebody separate, then they could have terminated the contract, paid me out according to the terms and I could have continued on with the board. Right. But instead they mixed it with um, intermingled it. Um, and I have not held them accountable for what they owe me le- legally, legitimately, Um, And I may or may not. um, I feel like they're a sinking ship and it doesn't matter. Um, Ultimately, like that's not really where I want to put my energy. But from time to time, I think about it because I'm entitled and it was a ironclad situation. They do owe me. It's very curious that they made to me that they made the decision. Not only are we not going to honor the contract, but we're also going to remove you from the board. And we're also not going to pay out the contract all three together is actually what's shocking to me because you can terminate the contract pay me out move on that would have been totally one thing and then removing me from the board that would have been another but to actually think you can get the benefit of my work and you don't owe me oh okay you tell me that you care about black women you tell me you listen to black women you uh, you honor no you're part of the problem You're exactly part of the problem. I don't care how many letters you got behind your name, PhD, this, that, I stand for who, who, who. Let me tell you, I know the truth. And there were only a few individuals who actually sat around, made and voted and made that decision to dishonor this Black woman who gave you free labor for years, for many years who brought some of y'all to that table in the first daggone place, who <laughs> yeah. trained you on how to be a board member when you had no home training. No home who, training. <laughs> I am, you decided that you weren't gonna pay this black woman money that isn't like you legitimately owe. hmm
2: mm-hmm.
0: Okay. Yep. So you can't tell me on any week, especially now during black maternal health week that you care about black women no they cannot okay you can't speak that because I got I have to tell the truth on that you know you don't even listen to folks who ain't in labor who ain't vulnerable to you to people who where you have a contract with you don't even listen to them so if 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 I'm in any kind of position vulnerable to you no way no way and and to me what people don't understand is you can't give what you don't have
2: exactly you
0: mean to tell me because you don't you don't honor Black women, but you're going to go and do a training and you think you're going to pass down that energy to your trainees, to doulas, that you're in your workshop. Do you think you're going to pass down energy that you want to even have to honor Black women, to listen to Black women, to respect Black women, to do good business, to be honest, to be ethical? Mm, you can't give what you don't have.
1: Can't give what you don't have. And you know we had such great incentives that we were planning to make sure that the members had wonderful perks to being a member here at this organization. We were working collaboratively with outside organizations of resources on an on an uh, EAP level <laughs> for members. I know, but that's okay. We're going to do
0: it. We're going to do it over in IPP, yeah. but yeah. yeah.
1: Group insurance. Yeah. I mean, we have had so many things that we were looking at to really move donor forward. And it was like, no, we want things to stay the same, but was really, what was really very, very say, These, these were legitimate member benefits. They were things that were specifically
0: to enhance the lifestyle, the work and skills of the members that are paying their money every month. And they're still saying, what do I get out of this? Other than saying I'm a Dona doula. They still can't see the benefit of paying. we were talking about thinking about Weight Watchers collaboration, like like corporate collaborations just
1: for the member. Discount codes on shopping and different things. Legal support, Um, tax support. Tax support. Business support, yeah. We had all these things lined up. And once again, it just goes to show you that when you have black women leading in white organizations, when we come in to do this work, there is a lot of fear and intimidation from the white people. What are they going yeah. to do? What's yeah, they're do? very concerned. Because all I'm we so done afraid. Done that- <laughs> yeah, we haven't white done that before. Bullshit. Yeah. Fear. It's like, it seems it's like, afraid of what? You should be afraid of these- Innovation. Hospitals. Right, you should advancement. be- Advancements. Hospitals that you're going to and, and supporting. You should be afraid that you're not even doing anything in your community in like in Ohio, for instance. Mm-hmm. Uh, that you could be helping and you're not doing. So, you know, but there was this fear, this fear. Oh, I'm so afraid of Denise Bowles. Afraid of what? I'm here bringing you some services and innovation. I'm very well connected. I know a lot of people and a lot of things out here. And I wanted to bring it all towards this organization to really uplift coming out of a pandemic and they just immediately got into this whole white fear-mongering thing. And it really was like a Salem witch trial. It was, it was absolutely amazing. I mean, a sociologist would take apart this entire thing and say, Oh my God, this is really yeah. something. But um, it, it it had to happen. It was a growth factor for me. It it really opened my eyes up here as I'm going into my 60s. And I'm glad that I had to go through this very, 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 very hard lesson. <laughs> it was very hard, but I'm glad I did. But the hardness, even before I was elected, there was such trepidation. They stalled on this election for so long. They did totally inaccurate and inappropriate things in my election. It was ridiculous. But um, you know, to say that you had two Black presidents and you basically threw them both out, these are two top doulas in the industry, and you, you threw them out. It's like, uh, well, that doesn't say very much for you it really interests- or it
0: says a lot it says a lot about like i feel like again this is the ma- micro the macro mm. america like january 6th you're talking about we're holding on to our history we're holding yeah. on we're going back to what we used to be what we used to have that's exactly what they were saying this is too much change this is not what we want we don't want to focus on this population want to keep doing this and so i just feel like it was just like the like <laughs> the micro
1: of the macro. Just like January 6th, you're right. And, and when you look at it today, now. The
0: overthrow, it literally was like an overthrow. It Had was never
1: happened before.
0: Time. It was That's violent. Right. It was a surprise. And the members didn't even know. Like it was a inaccurate. small group of people. Inaccurate. Yeah, but a, a small group of people made a decision for the whole organization it and is hard and hard still hard. not being held accountable members don't know what their power are what their power where their powers lie to hold them accountable the members should have and could have gotten rid of the entire board like if you're getting rid of them something is going on let's get rid of all
1: of y'all all All the board has to go exactly all the board should be going
0: somebody somebody did ask for somebody Somebody did
1: did say yes a couple of doula trainers did say it and it was it was shot down by the other bullies in the group but you know, I was very deliberate in my calling out the organization as being a trainer-led. That's exactly what it is. It's not member-led at all. Not member-led when members still don't have any idea of what's happening. And I'm the type of person in my life. If you were doing something better than what I could do, I would happily step aside and let do you do it. Time. Exactly. I happily let you step aside. But I've I've been gone now for a year. I served 111 days, and in being gone for a year, I have yet to see. What is so better than Denise Bowles and Ravace and Claire are leading? (laughs) I still don't see it.
0: Well, and yeah, and you know, and it's like, you know, we know that there's a lot of stuff that can happen behind the scenes before it actually shows up in public. And, you know, I had to adjust to being just the public, right? And so all of last year, seeing nothing, no emails, no updates, nothing of significance, even like getting to the end of the year and being like, is there going to be an election? Because like, (laughs) like that came like the last two weeks of December, like that was so crazy. Me knowing how usually there's lots of conversations about things like the election in August and September and October. So it felt like literally nothing was happening Um, and perhaps nothing was, but um, I mean, I noticed that somebody is serving president who was never elected by the members
1: never elected she tried was to run twice elected. she lost members did women not
0: twice did not elect her twice and somehow she's in the role of president with no election
1: no election
0: no election somebody a, who was the certification director became president last year was elevated to the president role no understanding no accountability No understanding
1: members. did not do her role to the fullest did not do anything for the I members see. and once again the members did not choose her didn't choose yeah. her.
0: So it's just interesting and then to get the slate and it's all like white women, old white women. And I was and like, Well,
1: the well they and that's back. the evidence. Like, I'm not it saying- That's what the I, old stuff was. Right, I'm not,
0: <laughs> like there's, that's the evidence when I say, oh, you wanna go back to the old? Like to what Donna used to be? Well, look, like, just look at the evidence. <laughs> Is there anything innovative happening? Anything new? Anything no. No. focused on- oh people who aren't the majority, like, uh, you know, and then you give us a slate of like older white women, boom, right back. So
1: no accountability. Last year, we were asking for an accountability factor of putting things on the calendar, good communication skills. These board members went crazy. Why do you want to know that? Why do I have to put my things on the calendar? So members can see what we're doing so that there's communication. Communication. People can set
0: expectation they can set their calendar for the whole year. we as volunteers, right we were volunteers. we could set our calendar for the year, so things weren't happening last minute, and things could be Correct. well thought out and planned and we could and well resourced um so anyway, yeah, it was a, just it, it, that whole as we were making these plans to be a little you know to be innovative and to realize now. That they were plotting and planning against us while they were while we were having meetings to create infrastructure and a calendar and newness within Donna.
2: Out
1: sites for the in person conference. I was on oh, the road checking out hotel sites while they were planning to take my position from me. <laughs>
0: Literally, you were in Philly doing a whole site visit
2: oh my god video
0: documentation yep. because they had said they were voting for an in-person conference yep. in philadelphia you were doing the final walkthrough for Dona for the organization meanwhile during this entire time they were planning to get rid of us or like we went to see um we went to montgomery right we were. we decided to sponsor uh, the mother's first? Of gynecology the
1: conference. First conference, the first conference.
0: Yeah, their first conference, and we got done on board, you know, to sponsor it to be on the moniker and brought people to the event. We're down at the event, yep. And they were plotting and planning, like, uh, to get rid of us. And even, you know, the person who became president was there, backstabbing us, like, right in the
1: moment. It's like, why? and and she was the guest speaker this year
0: (laughs) well I mean I mean I guess those are the
1: perks but
0: it's just fascinating right like it's fascinating I'm saying it's fascinating but it's a little bit of a if it's a mind screw if I can say it like that yeah and we both you you and I had like really different reactions because you know the light bulbs were going on we were like what happened when when could they have plotted this and we're like we were just traveling together. Yeah. Oh, that's why she said I have to have lunch with my mom. And no, I can't meet with you because my son is sick. Like the constant excuses and the resistance oh, meeting yeah. with us. And, and know, that's that like, bad the one. lies. The yeah, the lies, story. the deception. And like these are the leaders now. These like, are leaders. To me, who
2: don't
0: know. Now you know me. I, having been a former yeah. trial attorney. I'm cool with adversarial scenarios and I know how to play, be like respectful and play the rules. I would have respected this. If you just said like, we just really don't think you're um good for the organization. I would have respected this as if one, it had been brought to the members mm-hmm. and there had been a whole conversation about it because the members elected us. So if it's going to be an undoing, then, then, and if it's that bad, then you should be able to clearly, concisely present it to the members and and trust that they're probably going to vote us out. That would have been the right thing to do. It would have probably been terrible. (laughs) Like for us, like anybody who would have to have gone through that, that would be really embarrassing, right? But respectful. That probably is what the policy should have been and the procedure should have been. And if it didn't exist, somebody should have said, let's be fair about this. If we're going to remove them, let's not do it in secret. Let's not do it without revealing the what and the why. Let's do it in a public way so that everybody understands why we're making this drastic, never done before thing.
2: And
0: we can uh, make sure that this is a member-led organization.
2: Mm,
1: Didn't happen. Right.
0: Of course. And that's probably what should have happened. And that would have given us a chance to say why we were doing what we were doing, be confronted. Because even... Even somebody who steals a candy bar in our court system, they're given a right to allocution. They're given an opportunity to say their piece, but they're also given the right, they're given the opportunity to hear what they are accused of, what wrong That's right. right. And we weren't afforded any of that. So I think it's laughable to me when I hear like, like, this is a member-led organization of volunteers. Well, you all had actually voted
1: to get paid. They it was unanimous. And, twist. unanimous vote that twist. Everybody wanted everybody on that board wanted to get some type of compensation for the amount of time that because it takes paying. a lot. It's a lot of time. It's and a I lot of your personal time, your thought personal thought for resources.
0: <laughs> and it is not even even though you sign up, people are like, well, that's what you signed up for. You really have no idea what you're actually signing up oh for. God. It's hard to articulate. Oh it the is beyond a normal volunteer role, which we had talked about in the years, this, this these should be paid roles. This is like, you're doing staff work, which is what we were talking, we were exploring the shifting from a management right. company to maybe having our own staff because it's such intricate, specific work to this unique organization. Right. Really needed to return back to us having a staff. Yeah. I had talked with older um, past presidents Pat, the founders about this structure because it, we hadn't too long before joining the management company did we have our own staff in Indiana. So mm-hmm. it wasn't an unheard, thing, unheard, unheard of thing, but it was starting to become a more relevant and plausible thing. It may be necessary for us, cost saving yeah. and also <laughs> Yes. It would have given us more specific specialized um, skills that we needed, not general skills that were coming from these staffers from the management company. And so like to me, I would have just I could have explained all the things that um, that I was supportive of. But here's the reality. We you as a president or president elect, we're one vote. So none of the initiatives that were going to be pursued could have been done without the whole board, the Correct. majority saying yes. And Correct. everything that that was put forward, there was almost nothing that you put forward around um, focusing on members and focusing on Black, Brown, and Spanish-speaking members for just that year. There was almost nothing that people said no to, including board members getting um, paid for their work. Because we are, a lot of us were Black and Brown women, <laughs> taking time away from our businesses to focus on this important, influential organization, that was worth, that was worth getting compensated for.
1: Absolutely. And when the board had decided, you know, on accountability and who's actually doing the work that our international director had to leave because they could not really show all these years, what did they bring forth for the organization? That also was unanimous vote. To remove it was. This that was absolutely yeah. But here's the thing:
2: it and wasn't even about this
1: person.
0: <laughs> but it wasn't about the person, and that's what that's what I want to add. It wasn't about the person. It was this role, the way this role is set up. We're actually not getting out of it what we need. What we needed was every single person in every area focusing on international. Yep. That was what we had agreed to, so that it wasn't necessary for just one person to do that because it was too overwhelming. Understanding that if you're saying, My job is to make sure that international is happening in communication, in certification, in education, in treasurer, like, you know, all the places that person would have to bop to 12, 13 other people to hold them accountable to make sure international was being upheld. It's not practical. Instead, treasurer, you got to think about all your policies and, and, and practices. About international, we can't just do things in where we shouldn't just do things mindset. in U.S. dollars, that we that's need to right. think about that's where right. are we, where do we have our members, which is where the demographic survey would have come in, and so maybe we should be accepting other currencies. We kept hearing that from our Canadian members, the very ones who were disrespecting me, being racist, and, me. <laughs> and fighting me, I'm yep. here advocating like, hey, the very things that you're concerned about, I'm willing to address because that's legitimate. Exactly. I digress. So (laughs) making sure that every person, like the certification director, was focused on international as well as as domestic, that the um, education director was focused on international as well as domestic. Like, to me, it made sense. We presented it, and they decided as as an entire board that, yes, we're all going to take on the responsibility of international. And the fact that they tried to make that the issue... They tried to make that as an issue of why they got rid of us. And it wasn't, um, the person who was in that role, I don't have anything to say uh, against that person. It wasn't about the person. It, about the person. Job, it was about the it, policy and the practice.
1: But the person didn't do their job. When it came time for conferences and stuff, it was always such a, ch- a chore and an effort to pull in our international friends. And right, friends. But
0: I contend they couldn't do their job. It was too overwhelming for one
2: person. Right. That's, That's my argument. True. I don't, I,
0: I, 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 facts, so I'm going to give you that one, facts, that the work wasn't getting done, but I also believe it was, it was like, where do you even begin? It was the structure, the organization didn't give the proper structure for international to be addressed.
1: So, but they seem to have it figured out. Good luck. I ain't seen nothing yet, but okay. Still nothing, still nothing from the international at all. But, you know, as far as the dollar conversion, dealing with other countries, we were working on all of those things and it just... That wasn't good enough and you know i'm at a point in my life well if if the effort and the work that i'm doing is not good enough i will happily let somebody else go ahead and take it over but just don't disrespect me plain and simple Oh uh, this, yeah. This is not a career making or breaking position for me to be the president of donor International but at the same time it's like I came in I wanted to really do this work I wanted to serve the members I wanted to grow and move forward with the organization I want to share my connections and and move everything and that just wasn't good enough. It just was not good yeah. enough. Now they're in a place of stagnation. Now they're in a place Perhaps. where we actually were back in 2018. <laughs> And it's like, perhaps I, you know what, and I can say that I I know enough
0: to know that oftentimes, there's a ton of stuff happening behind the scenes before it actually comes to fruition. So stagnation, maybe it looks like it from the outside, if they want to know the truth, it looks like nothing's happening from the outside. But, and maybe there are things, maybe there's innovation, maybe all of that is coming forward. But if your members don't know, it's almost like we say, like in birth, if it didn't if you didn't write it down, it didn't
1: happen. And that's the other part that was very scary yeah. that members were still asking for a plausible explanation and they never got one as far as why you know. They never no. got one. they never got any kind of clarity. They never got any kind of, of, of conversation. They never had a chance to heal and process from what happened. And it was just like, no, this is what we did and accepted. And that's it. I haven't seen minute meetings. I haven't seen minutes from meetings. I haven't seen reports. I haven't seen quarterly reports. The annual report was uh, basically people's descriptions of their positions more than anything. Well, else. Well, and, and these are the documents that they were hounding us when we were in leadership. They were
0: hounding us for where are the meeting minutes, where are the meeting minutes. Again, these were the bullies that are in the trainer pool um, looking to discredit us or catch us up. But now that we're not there, there was nobody was hounding. Now that they had the leaders in place that wouldn't change their ability to get compensated. Now that they had the leaders in place who were also trainers getting all the money coming in from all these workshops. Now that they had the leaders in place that they wanted, they stopped rocking the boat.
1: They stopped. They, they got off the boat and they went on to something else. <laughs> they're on some, some other mode of transportation. They're on right? something else. You know, but they're on it, vacations and paying for their kids' weddings and all this other stuff. Yeah, boat, because we were
0: threatening their livelihood for the greater good to say, hey, you need to contribute members are not being aren't the focus so i'm not surprised that there hasn't been this accountability because once again it's not a member-led organization i don't care what they say you not only when you dismiss their lead the leadership that the members voted in you didn't involve them in that you you're right they didn't give them an explanation they also did not cater to them there were no additional member benefits there was no additional member meetings or focus there was no additional accountability It was just back to business as usual. We got rid of those two people who are threatening our livelihood, who, who want us to do more with less. And now we're happy. (laughs) And I think what's really fascinating, because I think some people live in really small worlds. They think that they did some harm to me or to you. Oh, I know. They chopped us down to size. I'm like, girl, I'm so big. I'm big as this hair on my head, child. Like, please, please understand
1: it wasn't always my dream to be a donor trainer it wasn't because i've never been the one to fit into the mold of things i've always been outside very comfortable being the awkward outside person but here i am now what am i doing (laughs) my own training i'm doing black women do v-back i'm i'm talking about yes so what what has happened in the last year my friend well what happened in the past year my hair grew back first of all I grew my hair back and things have just looked up for us nonstop. you and I have been calling each other guess what guess what opportunity I got guess what call guess what happened so many things have blown up since we basically gracefully left the situation that we were not wanted in plain and simple we were not wanted there and we left and boom all these other things have happening. I started up another organization, Black Women Do VBAC. I'm training doulas around the nation. I'm getting ready to do the parent model. I'm doing high risk training for doulas. I'm doing so much work here. And, and it's just been amazing. Not to mention IBCLC work, not to mention still doing my doula practice. I haven't stopped working since this wow. whole thing left. You sure haven't. You've been like the Energizer
0: bunny. I'm looking at you. I'm like, girl, I got to lay down. I <laughs> <laughs> like, good luck with that. But yeah, I mean that's why I say like it was a freeing. Like for me, like I said initially, there was no depression about it at all. I was just like, whoop chow.
1: Oh, I was disappointed. Oh, so I, I I wanted to do this work. I wanted I know to you, do you did, but you you
0: know the whole time I kept saying, Denise, this is not my president year. Like I'm happy to do these meetings with you, but I'm just. In the background girl you were and, like
1: denise you don't know what you're getting yourself
0: yeah, into and it. i wanted you to be able to do it and i wanted to and i i didn't want to get pulled in at the level that i was yeah. not knowing now we can look back and say oh the intensity of it was because they were backstabbing and um oh, yeah. oh, you know yeah. manipulating oh yeah that was the pressure even though we didn't know what was happening we i don't think either one of us could have dreamt that they were working to get rid of us we, I, it was yeah. a lot of pull and tension. So we did understand that. So, because it was so, the pressure was so big at the end, getting released and like immediately coming back stateside, like a few days <laughs> after. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, because I was on, I was on at the beach. Right. You were on my the beach, best like, life on the what? And my, my luxury five star resort uh, vacation with my two best friends. Um, yeah, when I came back, I was free of like, oh, my entire calendar opened up. Yes. And that's when I was like, Oh my God, it had taken over. Uh, It's like, how do you run an agency? How do you run a business? How do you take care of yourself? When like, literally my calendar was full of volunteer meetings. 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 We were really running the organization. So I was really relieved. I was freed up and immediately got calls about opportunities to start something of my own to teach, to pull in, to do this.
1: Consulting work with marketing agencies. Yep.
0: Oh, cow. It was a <laughs> lot. It was a lot right in the beginning. And then once we got, I got to the end of the summer, you know, I was slowed down by COVID and right. I loved, I loved being forced to be slowed down. I didn't know how to be at a slower pace. And what I started to embrace was, Hey, this is actually probably normal. Mm -hmm. And I really had to think through how being in that, that toxic environment within leadership Mm -hmm. had me in the middle of a pandemic had me dysregulated.
1: Yeah. That was not healthy for you. No,
0: no, it wasn't healthy. And of course, when you start to come down, you realize how the body has been compensating. So the beauty of like what has happened over the last year for me was I've gotten back to me, you know, back to like a regular business pace back to serving families back to growing an agency. And I had moved to a new city, so a lot of people didn't know that. I moved to a whole nother state and city. So it gave me a chance to like settle in, which I hadn't had a chance to do before I became president. But I like had a chance to like get settled in and then also had a chance to um, regain health in a way that like had been really missing since 2020 or really since 2019 because my president year was crazy. Um, And then we, as soon as I ended it, we went right into the pandemic. So, you know, I think I, a lot of people met me and I experienced a lot of people in a highly dysregulated state, like not sleeping, working around the clock. And so I came down from that and had to like integrate, like what's a normal work pace. and, um, And also having to figure out what, because I could do so many things, so many opportunities were coming, I had to stop and say, well, what actually is my destiny? What is my passion? What do I truly want to do? Just because I can do it, should I do it? So it was great to actually be able to do the slide um, with you because you understood it. You were experiencing it differently, but you also understood what we had just gone through. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we kind of came, we kind of got to 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 the anniversary date <laughs> um, through different paths, but we we got there still you yeah. know, shining,
1: basically. Yeah, That was just a wondrous thing there Um, with this whole thing happening, you know, because before all of this, you and I, we were well acquainted, but we mm-hmm. weren't close. I right. mean, I admired you from afar. I met you on the board when I came in as the Northeast Regional Director. You were the Intercultural Director. We weren't close. We weren't even right. really like friends. We were more Um, But now- we have this great friendship, this great relationship that we did not have before. So I'm just grateful. Yeah. I'm glad it happened because now we're super close. We're good friends with each other, we're there for each other. And, um, you know, I, I really appreciate who you are and your dedication to black people Mm -hmm. and to, to, you know, black women. And, you know, you stuck by me in a very precarious time that you didn't have to, you really didn't have to do that. But, um, yeah, so we became, you know, good friends now and, you know, have each other's back on things sincerely mm-hmm. without an agenda. And,
2: um, you yeah. know, that's at that heart.
0: <laughs> yeah, now, you, now we can look back and realize the interference was like, you know, oh. that there was some heavy motivation of like, really how can I hustle you? How can I get something out of you?
1: really was but you know dona has a history of being chronically dysfunctional when you hire when you train doula trainers who are not certified in childbirth education or lactation certified and and you put them in a training mode and they they profit and they they move forward in this but meanwhile they really don't have the training background to do that training but you put them in it or you put the spanish speaking doula trainer in as a doula trainer but she doesn't want to speak spanish and she doesn't want to train in spanish <laughs> So for years, Don has really been moving on this dysfunctional train that they just didn't get off of it. I don't, they didn't want to get off of it because the dysfunction benefited some people, but it didn't benefit Black or BIPOC people. But, you know, it was, it's it really was something here, but, you know, with the, the past president, um, people don't understand this person really doesn't have the credentials of excellence that that bar was raised so high for us, but- For for this past president, you already know I'm not
0: I'm not even speaking on that because, and 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 in fairness, because you know I I feel like well I mean that person is a big part of this experience right a big Um, part (laughs) because one of the things that I kind of hit me later in this process was experiencing betrayal betrayal Uh of a fellow like of of a fellow black woman who you know, you're like, oh, we're in the trenches together. Um, I'm going to pull you up. I'm going to give you skills and opportunities. And, um, you know, and uh, it's the betrayal part is I feel like a big part of maturing. Um, And a public betrayal is really interesting Mm -hmm. experience. And what I will say the hardest part about it um, was, we were responsible for ushering a lot of black birth workers into this work
2: that's right
0: and i mean thousands right? right who were looking um to us as leaders because i had started training doulas in my president year um so not only am i your trainer but i'm the president of this organization um, we we're maintaining space for them, like in social media groups and things like that. Mentoring, offering support, and the yep. so so for me, the biggest part of the betrayal, the hardest part of the betrayal, was watching them be so confused about a couple of things, like who do we believe? Well, honey, I don't have a story to sell to you. I wasn't there. I'm the subject of the word of the ad. I- I, exactly. I I know what, you know, so you decide who would you, I don't know, believe, I don't, I don't, it wasn't even like I was telling a story. So it's not like you have to believe me. I just experienced it. Right. But it was like, who do you have loyalty to, which I'm like, you don't, you don't have to choose. I said that to everyone the very same night. um But like, who do you trust? Cause it's really down to issue of trust. I trusted you to guide me. I trusted you. Um, I chose this organization because you were the face of it. I trusted that you, when you said this organization was a safe space and now look how they're treating you as a black woman. That was the hardest part for me was to watch people be really, really hurt um, as they witnessed the dismissal with no explanation and they witnessed the betrayal whether they acknowledge it as that or not and the witnessing I so I was witnessing them witnessing correct I had no answers and also when they came to me I'm like I don't I'm not asking you to choose you should go like get what you need to get from whomever my door is still open nothing has shifted for me I was just on vacation i came back and everything got all cut off (laughs) i'm still who i am i'm not shifting i'm not changing um so it was very difficult to watch people try to figure out where 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 they belonged in -hmm. the space um that we had created together um and you know so i had to start creating spaces separately but as i was creating those separate spaces i also realized i was different that some of the spaces the qualities were not unique to me, they were unique to the other person. And so I had to start shedding that, right? Letting stuff go. Very it's a it was a fascinating. I can look back now and be like, wow, like we all went through something. Um we were really in a really positive trajectory. Oh yeah. But I'm really grateful that before it got too large it failed. Right.
2: Um, and it got
0: well it got to authenticity. Let me say yeah. that. Yeah. And so whoever authentically connected with that person. Great. They went and they found still the work that they needed. And those who authentically connected with me and the work that I do have stayed and, you know, remained. And what also came out of that was see, because that person is such high energy and performance. Um, I had taken on some of that <laughs> and I had to learn that either you're with me because I'm not high energy performance, I'm serious like I am now, like I'm like thoughtful and I'm trying to think I'm always thinking about the big picture. what's the next right move that brings us all forward, not me Correct. not the next hustle, not the next dollar, but like right. brings us all forward, and that work is a little slower and quieter. so I was actually worried like, oh, I'm not showing up doing lives and da 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 da. And because that was a feature of the partnership that existed. And so I just had to be this is a really good experience of me getting authentic and me yes. just being like, hey, who's with me? They're with me. If they're not, they're not. I'm okay because I'm doing my own healing. I'm in my own process. And whatever I do is, has to be authentic to me and what God gives me to do in this work. So. It was, it's, yeah.
1: it's been, it's been an interesting it's been a year. Lot. It's been very, a lot, you know, I realized when we were dismissed, um, people were calling me, they were crying, they were very upset. They didn't mm-hmm. understand what was happening. Um, not just because they voted, but they've been watching me over the years. I've been a doula for nine years. Um, and I didn't realize the enormity of how many people were watching or are watching me and the work that I do. And the fact that I'm doing it with integrity. When I flop, I flop <laughs> and when <laughs> I'm flying, I fly. But, you oh, know, there's this in between for me and that, you know, when I made the call that, hey, you know, this organization is really being run by trainers and the leadership has always been with the trainers and they do have a vested interest in making sure that their stuff is remaining a certain way and us coming in as non trainers, we were looking at things through a different lens. Didn't realize that so many people were watching the work that I do here in New York City, New Jersey, Connecticut, as far as being a birth doula, as far as doing activism work, as far as being a Black woman, as far as being a Dona Black doula. Oh my God, when I show up to you know events here in New York, oh my God, here's that that Black Dona doula, and I had to explain to people, I'm not here for Dona, I'm here for the Black doulas who need to see someone like me, Mm -hmm. because as I said in my in my live last year when I when we when we were gone. I made it very plain to the members, stay there. If that's gonna get you to, yep. into those hospitals to see those black and brown families, hold on to that donor certification. Yep. That's the only value it really has at this point. If it's gonna get you through the door to see those black and brown families, then please, because that's why I'm holding on to it. Okay. the no <laughs> reason that I'm there. Dona is not doing anything else for me. I walked away from a Bali retreat for advanced doulas and I made it very plain. What could you teach me here in advanced doula skills when I'm teaching advanced doula skills? Why not have a black doula be one of your facilitators in Bali? No, we can't do that. Oh my oh. goodness. Why would oh. we do that? <laughs> Why would you want to share the pot? Why would you want to share the wealth? You've been milking this cow, this cow that's been in a coma for almost 30 years, but you're still getting the milk from it. But you know that's not what they see because their vision does not include black and brown people. And that's fine. But I was really very moved and very touched by the amount of people that reached out and said, Oh my God, Denise, I'm so sorry if this happened. I've been following you. You're a good doula. I see the work that you're doing. You're always looking out for doulas. And that's just been my mission. That's been my calling to look out, calling Jim Kim, Kim James and saying, Hey, can you put up a designation on doula match so the families can find black and brown doulas and and all the other things that I've done that I don't even talk about, but doulas actually are benefiting from them. It's like, fine, you know, going up to the state and, and, and testifying before the Senate about the importance of what doulas have done in the pandemic and how we held the city together here in New York. The doulas did that. The doulas kept those babies fed with pampers and, and donut milk and, and all kinds of stuff we were doing. So, you know, I've always been the, the person who's been there for the, for, for the doulas. I have not been there for leadership or trainers because to me being a donut trainer, that was not really the top thing I wanted to do. Yeah. I know I could always train outside of donut, and I'm doing exactly that right now. Exactly.
0: Well, the same, you know, you know, the story where I was given the ultimatum, either you're going to be a board member or you're going to be a trainer. And I chose to be a board member like that, like being a and trainer, you like were I white,
1: think, you would have never been given that ultimatum. You well, know that. Yeah.
0: But you know what? Freedom in that, honestly, it's like, you don't even know. See, uh, God is always still protecting, right? Like yes. Yes. I didn't even know that that was protection being given to me back in 2014. There you go. There and you in go. It's such a nasty way. That person gave me, you know, an ultimatum. Um, I chose with my heart, which was to lead. Yes. um, So that I could have a bigger impact on creating change. I felt like, oh, the trainer thing will come down the road. Um, Not ever realizing it was never coming. Uh, (laughs) And that's okay. Because just like you, I'm now creating my own association, my own membership organization where people, all these things that we were hoping to implement and that we wanted to see and that we need. A lot of us need a home. We need a professional organization where we feel honored, where we feel respected, where it is truly memorable. Looks like us. Hello. Looks like us, a variety of us, and also is has a different level of mission. So me launching International Perinatal Professionals is about bringing perinatal professionals into the space besides doulas. Yes. Like yes. there are a lot of people who impact the system change. And that's, there's doctors, OBs, pelvic floor therapists, massage therapists, anybody who touches a pregnant body sees the broken spaces in the system and they're, they're standing in the gap. Okay, well, let's get us all in a room so we can actually start having, creating policy change. So we can actually start looking at the policies with all these different points of view and actually creating something that is holistic, something Mm -hmm. that is healing, something that is redeeming, something that is safe that prioritizes and centers birthing bodies. Let's actually get together and do it for real. And so, yeah, I think part of like, you know, you say um, under pressure is where you see what people are made of. Pressure pressure makes diamonds, diamonds, pearls, all that good stuff, child. So this year has been quite, quite quite amazing. (laughs) Um, I would say my, the best experience expression of what I experienced was expansion exactly exactly yeah and more of um I feel like an opening like uh, of authenticity like it it was a space to say show us who you really are Mm -hmm. but show yourself first
1: exactly
0: so it's been so good
1: it's been very very good
0: it's been so good and you know I just came off from talking, um, doing yeah, a black absolutely. black maternal health talk for NAB, and you know serving on that the NAB board, serving on the Iowa Black Doula Collective board, you know being able to move forward um, for us for Black and Brown families, and I'm and specifically Black, like I always say, Black and Brown because there's a measure of there's an overlap in our all of our experiences, right?
2: Yeah. Um,
0: and then there is a distinction. Um, and so, uh, you know, I can take it, take the work so far. And then I have to say, Hey, this is, this, I'm, this is now outside of my expertise, Absolutely. And my experience, Absolutely. but, but a lot of times when, when you people just see us, they don't know what we are. <laughs> they don't know right. where we're from. And cause some, some of us are so Brown that like is, you know, <laughs> it crosses, but, um, but I love the work that I'm doing where it's like fully centered on black birthing bodies absolutely um, and looking at the policies and being fully in that work um being able to say hey like um today hey i'm so freed up in my time that yes i just taught you about how to not let mistreatment go unchecked and there's these processes but you know what call me i can help you get started because that's how you did that i'm like no i know girl (laughs) because you Girl, you know how much stuff I got to do, but but that was—I felt like that was my reasonable service yeah. to the people yeah. who actually had showed up on the
1: screen. It came from the and, heart. It came from the heart. That's what it and, sounded. And were vulnerable.
0: I asked, "Have is there some mistreatment that hasn't gone unchecked?" They were honest, and so it's like, okay, well, let me not just put you out there and not and like leave you hanging. Yes, I gave them some resources, but I—but we're in community, right? Like some of us need a hand in the small of our back some of us need a nudge and so i'm i'm welcoming those calls but that's now that my time is freed up i can make those choices and i can I make space you. for us and I so hear. that's the gratitude i have for the release that happened on april 11th, 2022 super happy yeah. <laughs> super happy what's funny is you know my number is 2 so for that to be 41122 <laughs> I was like, oh, there are my tools. My tools are showing up for me. Oh, man. Even when I even when I did know that was all happening.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, I knew things were coming down the, the pipe there, you know, but I just didn't know how it was coming. Um, because you know, things were being said when as president, when I would make statements, um, the bullies would come out and make these, you know, these very methodical one would say something, then the next one, then the next one, then the next one. It was kind of like a gangbang situation they were doing here. Um, very predictable. White people are very predictable. <laughs> and, uh, you know, it's like, well, here here, here it comes. Here it comes. They're going to be frightened. They're going to be unsure. Is she safe? Is she reliable? Oh, I don't know. She's not safe with the organization. And, and now here comes the exodus. And it's not just us. This same thing has happened with other organizations. It's happened with ICANN. It's happened with Lamaz, It's happened with DONA all of the major white-lit organizations, when they have Black leaders, they tank every time. (laughs) Yeah, and and we should have a conversation. I know we're
0: planning on having a conversation with some of those leaders where we can call out the toxicity of some of these organizations.
1: I can't wait for that. I know, it'll be
0: great. But part of this is, I feel like even us having this conversation is like, this is not about them, first of all. This is about you and I, about like, examples of how you can be betrayed in public oh, by a okay. best friend by right. a person, Close who, person who sat at your table in your home who oh, you yeah. know things about all of that you can be oh, betrayed yeah. for what for nothing for and me. do it in a public way um and you can recover birth workers are being betrayed by other birth workers people are scamming okay. people we just okay. talked about how somebody copy, or like copied Yes. Uh, words off of somebody's website that, that somebody else, a black doula, just did a post about that yeah. Um, yeah. just earlier this week. Like, sure there is. are betrayals, there are people stealing, there are people hurting and creating harm. Mm-hmm. Just because we're birth workers, we're supposed to be lovely, amazing people. Some people, yeah, I'm, I like, I'm
1: like, that's what I thought when I was coming. I into know.
0: The <laughs> you, you see how people operate. I was like, oh my God. Woo. She touches people. She People are vulnerable to her. Like, Man. that's incredible. That's
1: um, totally incredible.
0: It's incredible to me, but fine, whatever. Um, I realize people put on airs and it's easy to be deceived. It's easy to see what you want to see. And it's easy for people to decide you're an opportunity. And yes, yes that hurts. And um, But you can recover from that. Let Allow it to be a maturing experience. Allow it to be a growth experience. And allow it to pull peel back some layers within you. Um, and we're just an example of like, yeah, it happens, and it can be for your good. You know, I love that. It I love the saying, "What what the devil meant for evil, God meant for good." It is always true in my life, and exactly. so it's it's really, it's just I can't even say it. Oh, freeing is the best word, and <laughs> what I love is as you know, because over time, people ain't gonna keep their mouth shut. Over time, the truth will come out. Over time, the scheme will fall apart. Because that's just you know you built the house on quicksand. Well, it'll fall. Uh, as the truth comes out, there'll be this opportunity for vindication. I don't have to say or do anything. I don't have exactly. to. I don't have to take the contract and go sue them for the money that is due to me.
1: It's I don't. Not, not
0: to, it's not enough. It really isn't. It really isn't. It's not worth it, right? The time. Um, but it also is just okay. It'll come back to you. So I wanna just, my, my thoughts are, you know what? You're not alone. Birth workers, a lot of stuff is happening. You're gonna be betrayed by legislatures. People are gonna say one thing and do another. As you're fighting for black birthing rights, you're even in business in your community. It, this, sometimes this can be a lonely road. It can feel um, violent. It, cannot, it can feel very unloving, um, but it also can be this. like We have this shared experience. Um We bonded, we decided we chose to support one another. We chose to support one another in the way that we could while we were also having our own experience and being true to ourselves and If you just stick with it, you can look back and see there are authentic people. there are people who are oh, yeah. in the fight right alongside Absolutely. you they're not afraid, not afraid to be on the front lines, not afraid to get dirty with you for the greater good and so, I feel really good about what we've done. I feel really good about. Um, how we did it so mm-hmm. so much of our journey was quiet and behind the scenes nobody saw it but you and I know um oh, I feel yeah. I feel like you know we did not there was not an expansive amount of um talking negatively about people specifically oh no
1: no no we didn't we no There was not, no. yeah
0: we're not spending our energy like that we really decided that we were going to put it in God's hands and that it must be for the best. And let's see what that best is. We so get to stand here today and see that between international professional uh, perinatal professionals association and black women do VBAC already. Yeah. Because our time was freed up because we were freed up. We were able to actually do work that impacts the
2: greater good.
1: Exactly. God just wanted us to really keep our skills And these wonderful visions that he gave and gives us. He wanted us to do this work for us and not put it into an organization where there's no appreciation and there's no respect or value there with that. I'm very grateful to have been removed in in that that circumstance. And you know, for for the people who did the betrayal, you know they're going to have to answer to that because for i gave genuinely i prayed with some of these people cried with them helped them with their family situations i i was right there with these people in a very genuine way and then when my mother died um one of them you know actually showed their their true colors and really treated me very badly and you know in advocating for myself and removing myself I then became the pariah. Oh, how dare you advocate for yourself and tell me you're not going to put up with my bullshit. No, I'm not. <laughs> so, you know, that's how things happen. But, you know, it's all good. Like I said, I am I am living my very best life. I'm going into my 60s and I love what I do. I love this work. I love creating and and building forth I just had a doula call me other the other day she says you know I love the fact Denise that you keep recreating yourself Mm -hmm. you keep doing these different things and recreating yourself and I'm like well you know I came into this doula practice at 50 I didn't have a whole lot of time here but but I'm trying to make the most of the time and and some really great connections I have some beautiful connections out here um with wonderful birth workers and just You know i'm just so grateful that every time you and i talk i'm always learning something somehow in our conversation and it's just that's just such a gift it's like you know when i hang up i'm like you know that was really good what she said and i'm like (laughs) right or something you know it's like that's really great you know that reciprocity of giving and understanding and it's not about age you know i'm older than you but i'm learning from you it's like are you kidding me so you know that's what it's all about and that's what women should be doing out here is uplifting Mm -hmm. and learning from each other rather than this whole tearing down and all this other stuff that other people like to live in that behavior, and that lifestyle, that's just not me. I I don't like living like that.
0: I yeah, like to absolutely. Uphold- I mean, I think I made some decisions right away that like yeah. whatever this experience is gonna be, I'm gonna, I'm choosing to be authentic. Yeah. I'm choosing to be transparent. If people ask me questions, I'm gonna give them the answer that exactly. I have. And if I get more information, I'll toggle back and, and give them more. Um, but I was going to be authentic to myself, transparent, and um, I wasn't going to limit myself. Because that's once right. for me, once I was outside the organization, I was like, "Well, the truth is, I know how to do it." That's where that's where they fucked up. <laughs> when, when you when you gave me the keys to the kingdom, and I learned how to do it. I'm like, "Oh, I'm gonna
2: do it."
1: And you did oh. it well. You did it well. You did it well for Dona for a long time. This organization that threw you under the bus, they're still benefiting off of your intellectual property. They still are. Just yeah. policies, workflows. I mean, so many things that they're benefiting off of what you created and gave for free. I
0: and did. Your- and, and that was the lesson. I was like, oh, why did I do all of this? For I <laughs> never, ever do that again you can't you can't even what people say pick your pick my brain you can't do that you can't do nothing like what was i thinking but the beauty of it is god had a master plan right and so now there's this opportunity for me to take what i know to build and to do it with with ease you know that's my word my word from last year and for this year is to do it with ease because yeah. I'm pointing with people who want to work with me. There you go. People who yeah. have the same vision, the same needs, the same level of excellence, the mm-hmm. same goals. And so you know that was a big hump. I was like, I don't want to go back out front. I don't want to do an associate. You so
2: really safe. did it. You really I, did not. Girl, I was like,
0: that. I don't want to have a target on my back. I don't want nobody talking about it was me. Bad. Nobody it was looking bad. at me. It was bad. I don't want anybody picking apart. And it took, and it was you. And about four other people consistently engaged with me, helped me get over that hump.
2: Yeah, of like,
0: no, I'm not doing anything else. I don't want to be out front. I don't want anybody looking at me. I don't know why, because girl, this is fabulous. I don't know why. What was I thinking? But, <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm kidding, but I'm kind of not kidding. Um, but it's about, for me, I just had to get strong again. That was just an example oh, yeah. like, Oh, I had, it had that experience. I had some moments where it did beat me down. I
1: was like, Dang. Of, course, of course, it's human nature. Yeah. But, but, but shame on them because like I made it very plain when I was president, you know, the way you treated and spoke to Reve, that's not happening with me. Ah, no. I did, I, yeah, I allowed. I allowed. Woo! Uh, you know, and, and shame on them for even doing something like that. Yeah. I mean, to serve you were in a it, volunteer position at the time. Shame on them for behavior. You
0: know, I have, I have a high capacity That's for a true. conflict, right? Because I'm not like you throw a little something at me. We're in court. It's like, for me, I'm like, right. Oh,
2: this yeah. is, this is not a, sure.
0: a lot of it. It wasn't personal for me until right. it was right. Mm-hmm. Like This, this was personal um but a lot of it i could tolerate because i was like okay you just have to spend some time helping them understand the what and the why and guess what i'm done with that you know Mm -hmm. as i grow up, i'm not doing a lot of negotiating with people like so i'm just like everybody get ready because this will this is what it is and this is coming out of years of experience and lots of collaboration Mm -hmm. um you can't do an organization where you're where your goal is to bring in multiple points of view and not be a, a natural collaborator but there will some, be some things i will not tolerate disrespect will not be tolerated
2: exactly
0: discrimination will not be tolerated
2: exactly
0: we will be having conversations that benefit everyone that's right um and that's that's what i'm choosing to walk away from i don't want to be a part of an organization where only one group of people benefit and their intentionality is to keep making money and to keep never adding seen anything Yeah, like that. Yeah. There's Man. no member benefit other than the name. Nothing. So my, you know, I want you to have the name. I want you to have the legal support. I want you to have the real estate support. I want you to have the financial management support. I want you to have the support of an affinity group of peers regionally and um, like, you know, et- racial ethnically or life experientially, I want you to have the benefit of being in a group like a peer group with obstetricians and dentists, pediatric dentists and things like that, where you can figure out how, how can we grow in our region right. as That's people right. who see the broken parts of the system and wanna grow it. So I'm, I'm not, but so the pettiness, the self-centeredness, none, that has no space. Uh, we got bigger issues. We got bigger fish to fry. Right. Just
1: downright nasty. Some of those people, and I don't say this word too often, they were pigs. And it's just like, ugh, how could you behave like that? And how was that behavior permissible all these years? These yeah. people should have been escorted out of the organization without any hesitation because of the toxicity that they maintain in this organization is its downfall and putting them into obscurity. It really know. And so when you say that, so many people are like, but if it was that, why did you stay? And I'm like, why do you stay in corporate America?
0: A lot of times it's because you're doing your part, you're making your money, and you have a level of tolerance for it. Yes. And also, for me, the biggest was, I believe I could be a part
1: of the change. Oh, yeah. Um, I wanted to really do that. I wanted to contribute to that change. I really wanted
2: to. Yeah. Do that. So,
0: you know, when I had to do the calculations, I was like, oh, that was seven years of work. And you know, the seven keeps coming up. It was technically, technically, eight, but I had a year off the board, right? right, right so the right. seven years of um, immersion that I'm going to use it for good. I, my full heart and intention is to use it for good. I'm so grateful for the growth. I'm so grateful for to know I can play with the big girls, right? Oh yeah. Like some people don't even see themselves. They never. I, oh, I know. I am the big girl okay and I know my capacity for influence and change oh so yeah super excited for um for it to be uh coming off the ground I'm super excited for black women do back. I can't wait to take the class take take my test I want to be indoors <laughs> I want all of that and yeah. for all the other classes that you're doing you know life is good
1: yeah, yeah life is very good black women yeah. black birth deserve black doulas black and brown doulas who are skilled and supported to support these births I'm really, really proud to be able to do that work. I'm really, really happy that I'm in this place. What I'm really happy about is I didn't back down in my leadership with Donna. I did oh, yeah. not back down. I stayed right there and I went up against some really nasty people and nasty things and nasty yeah. agendas, and things. And I stood my ground on what is right and what the members needed and why I was there. I did not put my personal agenda forward as a matter of fact. I was willing to give Donna all of this stuff that I'm doing I now. Know. God said, Denise, no, you're doing this for you. You're not doing this for them. You're doing it for you. I was going to give them all of this stuff. Right,
0: but it probably <laughs> wouldn't have, right. And it probably wouldn't have been, um, you know, the opportunity now is for it to be wide received well-received, and super impactful because it the is. packaging is delivered and matters, you know? It does.
1: Yeah, it, it does. matters. So. It does. And what they don't realize is, is that you're going into these conversations with senators, politicians, leaders, community stakeholders, and people are saying, oh, well, we would love to have you here, um, but do you want us to use the donor brand to identify you? And my first yeah. answer is no. I don't want you to use that to identify me because that's not who I am. So they're pushing themselves into obscurity because these people who are in leadership positions, who are out there doing this work, they are asking, they're not just automatically putting me in the donor brand out there on programs and speaking it. They're like, do you want to use the donor logo? I'm like, no, I don't. No, I don't. No, I'm not no i am a
0: I'm a I'm a professional birth doula from IPP, honey. Yeah,
1: I have something else here. I don't need yeah. to do that, um, and I'm going on about my business with that. So what they don't realize is they're not at the table there for that. they have they haven't done a survey in their membership for years. They're missing a lot of money and dollars on grant funding in order to even. It gives statistics on what they can do and what they want to do. So they're missing out on a lot of things because they're focused on that dead cow on the ground that they're still tapping and getting milk from. <laughs> That's what that. Yeah, is. and they're, they're not. They're actually ego.
0: the structure, the way they're structured. They're not structured to actually benefit from grant money because there's no,
1: no, no. But yeah. they could do other. They could do other funding. Girl, and we ain't got to give them no ideas. We gonna keep them no, for ourselves exactly so. <laughs> right. <There's everything laughs> they can do, but I'm not. Yeah, girl. That. But, but yeah, you it's know. really a shame that they really missed out on so much. And as I said before, as president, I will say it again, Dona has some of the most talented doulas I've ever met. And yeah. these people are out here doing some amazingly great things. And they've got some doulas in there that are really shitty. <laughs> so you've got two names mm-hmm. here, but really, really talented people. And then you've got the other ones who are just, you, you just you, they they don't even need to be a part of the organization, but white entitlements kept them there. Right,
0: And I I think that there's a difference. I think people can be amazing birth workers like doulas and not be great business people or collaborators or like kind hearted, good hearted, aligned people. Mm -hmm. Um, And I saw that dichotomy quite a lot. And so it is what it is. But I felt like it was super important for us to like have this conversation since um, the disruption or eruption or the freeing happened a year ago yesterday, like on the first day of Black (laughs) maternal health week. And we're black maternal health leaders. We're birth worker leaders. We're, you know, social workers, we're lawyers, we're leaders, period. And so it's, I think it's important for people to get a chance to see the evolution, to see how things shift. People always, people often hear about the thing. They're gossiping. Your phone was ringing. People were texting me. What happened? What happened? What happened? What happened? Uh, We don't know what happened, but we can tell you what has happened since then. Yes, I I got the tea on that. Okay, I got the whole story on that, and it's been amazing. You see, do you you see this flourishing? It it is, honey, girl, child. Do
1: I look like I'm hitting sixty? No, (laughs) no,
0: you don't. You don't. I'm gonna have to get with this skincare plan you got going on, child. But yeah, like life life can be rough and rocky as you're walking in your purpose. And you can let those eruptions catapult you to the next level. And that's what we've done. So I hope that people tune in, get registered for Black Women Do VBAC. There'll be lots of offerings. I hope people check out if you're looking for a place to be um, as a, and have a membership where you can get continuing education, where you can get camaraderie and connection, and where you can be a part of the system change. Look at IPP. We'll be yes. launching our website soon so that you can have a space where you can grow as a birth worker. We're committed yes. So very excited. I'm excited. Like I said, I'm gonna have to get on the website, take my quiz uh for black women do v back because Yeah,
1: you get eight contact hours. You know, I apply eight contact hours.
0: That's great. Yeah, it's amazing. And I need the reminders, I need the skills. So many of my clients are V backing. Um, And You know, for me, I know it's so much of a mindset, but what what else is it? You know, as a 20-year vet, I'm sure you are about to teach me some things I don't know and or I forgot. So I'm looking forward to it so that my clients can benefit.
1: Yeah, well, I'm so grateful I had my first cohort from people from Washington State all the way back here to New York City and in between in the Midwest they came in and took the class they really enjoyed it. So I'm really appreciative because black women do have the highest statistics when it comes to C-section, and they have the lowest outcomes for VBAC because they're simply not in the know. So being a VBAC and C-section doula, now you can actually empower these families and getting them to the births that really they can be very proud of and own. If it's a surgical birth, that's what your body could do. Let's own it. If it's a I VBAC,
2: a let's do that.
1: I just had a thought about systems change, the VBAC calculator.
0: When you just said like Black women, the higher the because when we saw that on, in New Amsterdam, we were watching New Amsterdam yes. how that factor of being Black had that
1: Black birthing doctor. Right he her bishop score was thrown off very low her v-back very low low. but as soon as they took her race out the the score went up and she had a vaginal birth boom yeah
0: (laughs) okay so maybe our very first advocacy work project might be on this it'll collaborate with you on the v-back the the bishop
1: score oh yeah oh yeah there's a lot of work done there's a lot of work i'm my biggest thing i'm telling all the leaders uh, birth leaders now Please speak with your local government to change the uh postpartum care with the insurance companies to allow black and brown moms to have a two week postpartum follow-up, not a six to eight week.
0: Oh, you know I'm I'm with it. I I yes. I big. That's big. Yeah. That's big. Mm-hmm. That's it is really huge. huge. It's huge because we have the research that backs it up that says we lose the most black moms and babies yes, in the first 42 yes. days post-birth by yes. then they haven't even seen that they haven't even made it to their six-week checkup that's so right. you're absolutely right about how many things go wrong critically wrong critically wrong. critically wrong in those first um the first first that's, few weeks that's what i right, see in
2: new york we can't
0: even have this little conversation without realizing hey we let's do some collaboration so
2: more, Honestly, work, more like, work more work <laughs> more
0: work no it's okay though it's good like we say like good trouble right like it's, it's good. trouble <laughs> yeah, it's
2: really good.
0: okay everybody well we we appreciate you for hanging with us that was like i don't know like two hours i have to look and see but um we hope that you got something out of it but mostly the joy the restoration uh okay. the growth and authenticity, like we, we're here. we here, we're thriving. We didn't just survive, we're thriving, just like we're trying to get our Black moms and babies. We don't want them just surviving, we want them thriving. So we went through our own metamorphosis, our own rebirth, and we're right where we want all of you to be, but all of our families to be. So thank you for connecting with us. We look forward to the next chat. We have to see if we can get everybody together for that black leaders and- work. Oh,
1: that's, that's happening. That's All right, happening.
0: Let, let, okay, that's the next one. <laughs> oh, yeah. All right, have a good that. one, everybody. We'll see you soon. Take care. <laughs>